This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Built by Bama online podcast presents Daybreak for Friday, April the 3rd, 2020. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL with you three times per week here on Daybreak. Certainly hope the current situation finds you in good health and certainly you're taking every precaution available to you as we work our way through unprecedented times. The best way, the only way really to describe how we're all as a society trying to get through this coronavirus pandemic. We've got a lot to get to on the podcast this morning. We're going to talk with Hank South in just a little bit, get into some recruiting chatter with Hank, both of football and men's basketball varieties. You heard from Nick Saban on Thursday via teleconference. Charlie Potter had that covered for you there with us at BamaOnline.com. Nick Saban pretty much covered everything as it sits right now. How the staff is maintaining contact with the existing roster. Still trying to get some things done in recruiting. Zoom, a very popular outlet for this staff and other staffs across college athletics to sort of maintain that relationship with both players and recruits. So Saban on record on Thursday, thought he had some interesting comments too in regards to, uh, you know, workouts and trying to uh, stay connected with the players as far as what they can do on their own. Uh, Saban was very clear that he's appreciative Talk about the timing of a couple of hires. David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray uh, and what they bring to the table with the Apple watches that the players are wearing that sort of help the staff monitor exactly what's going on with the players on a daily basis. Nick Saban also commented on the status of veteran inside linebacker Markel Benton, who has uh, apparently been suspended from the Crimson Tide. Uh, and that continues to be the case here as we move forward. So a status update for the Alabama football program from Nick Saban on Thursday. You can find those updates in their entirety right there with us at BamaOnline.com. Coming up next, though, recruiting talk with Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BOL. It's up next on Daybreak on a Friday morning. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And there he is, recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. Hank does a super job covering Alabama football and basketball recruiting for us there. And we're going to get into both topics on this Friday morning with Hank South. Hank, how you holding up? 
Oh, we're making it just healthy dose of Ozark, Tiger King, and you know anything else we can find on Netflix. I've burned through both, my man. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this: If you had to pick one, you could only watch one, Tiger King or Ozark season three. Uh, what you got there is your is your pick. Oh, I think Ozark just because I'm so invested into it at this point from the yeah. prior two seasons. But I mean, I, I've had a couple friends tell me they're, they've already started rewatching Tiger King and, and <laughs> telling me about all the things you miss when you actually rewatch it and everything you notice the second time around. So I, I might have to do that one of these days. You know, we might have to have like a virtual Tiger King tailgate and yeah. watch it all together or something. <laughs> Maybe we could we could work that out on Zoom where we have like the BOL staff and subscribers kind of all get together and make a big event out of it it really is when you think about it one of those sort of unprecedented television events i guess you could say where you probably do need to go back and you you need to go back to see what you missed but i don't know if i can handle it a second time (laughs) you know i don't know if my soul right now can handle it right you know one of the things i love about you know, when shows like that come out that, that are so popular is, you, you know, you get all the memes on Instagram and Twitter, you get everyone talking about it. You see all this stuff on Facebook about it. And it's just, I mean, it gives you, it's endless entertainment. Like it, Tiger King couldn't have come to us at a better point in time. It, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, if you haven't watched it, highly recommend it. Yeah, it was, you're right. Um, and I caught it early. So I'm not one of these people that sort of like, well, there's so much talk about it. It can't live up to all this buzz. Well, trust me, I'm that sort of person when I'm not first in on something like this. I sort of take that approach to trust me as one of you. It is. It is unlike anything you've ever seen. Now, as far as Ozark goes, you're like me. I'm all in with it. All three seasons. How would you rank the seasons one through three right now? Well, currently, I, I, we just finished the fourth episode of season three last night, so I'm oh, okay. all the way through. But I will say, I mean, for, through the first four episodes, I mean, it's it's been pretty pretty great. So you know, I, it's it's on pace for you know, I, I still you know, I love season one. Like I, you know, with the the church, the church building, and you know, if you haven't seen Ozark, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about was, if you've seen it. I mean, well, we're watching season one right now because the wife's just getting in, so oh, okay. I'm going back with her and watching season one again, and we're based to that part of that season and you're right man it is crazy tense how's that how that built up leaves you with your your hand sweating each episode uh, (laughs) at the very end and yeah i I think season one was kind of it set the bar but you know season season three so far has uh has been has been doing it for me so we'll see how it ends yeah soccer mom wendy in season one had a little more going on Than I'd have uh, expected there. But, uh, you know, the tough thing with Ozark is if you try to rank them, they're all great. I think I've watched all of season three already. I think it was great. I, th- that's the great thing about the show. There, to this point, through three seasons, no discernible drop off from yeah. one through three. And I won't spoil anything for anyone, including Hank South, who is about midway through season three. I'll just say that I feel pretty confident based on where it's left. We're going to likely have more than three seasons of Ozark. What we really wanted to talk with Hank South about today, though, here on Daybreak was recruiting. We're going to get around to that. We're going to start on the football side. we got some hoops we want to get to as well. Um, I know the quarterback position for 2021 
uh, Hank has been of particular interest, certainly here in the last month or so since Drake May uh, decommitted from Alabama, committed to home state, North Carolina. Man, with everything that's going on with this coronavirus, that seems almost like five years ago, doesn't it? I I mean, but it's still pretty fresh. What has sort of been the approach that, that you've seen unfold for Alabama in terms of moving forward at the position for this class? Yeah, you know, the, the benefit they have in this situation, obviously, you know, Drake, Drake May is a top talent and they, they would have liked to keep him in the class. But, you know, uh, this staff is all still together. You know, we've seen offensive shakeups, defensive shakeups the last few cycles where, you know, there's, there's new offensive coordinators, there's new people recruiting these guys. But largely, this is these are the same coaches. You know, Steve Sarkeesian was there last summer evaluating all these guys in camp. They've seen them for well over a year. Most of the staff is very familiar with them. So the guys they've offered that, you know, that are still listening to them or still recruiting, they have those relationships already set. So in a way, you know, Bama has an advantage there um, in terms of the familiarity. And, you know, we've seen them, you know, kind of circle back and go, go, uh, go back after guys that, that they've been talking to for a while. You know, I, I wrote a story earlier this week on, uh, on Miller Moss, who's a, a number 50 player in the 24 seven sports composite. Uh, but he was a guy, um, he's out of California like Bryce young, but, uh, he was a guy that got after, offered last summer, last June during a visit, um, out from California, um, sat down with Nick Saban in his office, got the offer. Um, and, and you know, as of late, um, especially, you know, since Drake may flipped to North Carolina, he's been talking to the staff a lot. Um, he was actually supposed to be on campus this week. He told us in an, in an interview this week, he was supposed to take his visit out here. Um, and then he was going to LSU as well. Those are the kind of the two, um, schools off the West coast. He's really highly considering. So, um, they seem to be in a, a pretty good place. You know, I mean, they're, I mean, I'm not calling them the leader or anything, but you know, it, it seems like, uh, Alabama has Miller Moss's attention and, you know, similar to how was Steve Sarkeesian is kind of the common denominator there. You know, we, we caught up with Miller and, you know, he just raved about Steve Sarkeesian and how he's really connected with him since they're both California guys. Um, he can kind of give them, um, you know, the layout of, of what it's like going from California to Alabama and, and that kind of stuff. So um, we'll see how things go. You know, I, I think he wants to get back on a visit when he can. And that's kind of his approach. He's waiting to take the rest of his visits before making a decision at this point. Um, so but Bama seems to have been, you know, set itself up there pretty good. And, and there's some other guys they're talking to, um, you know, Jalen Milrow was a guy that was on the verge of committing to Alabama last summer, right before Drake may committed um, Drake may got in there first and then Jalen Milrow committed to Texas where he's currently still committed. Um, there's kind of some rumblings about, you know, he's still looking around. Texas just took two quarterbacks in 2020. They have a new offensive coordinator. So possibly the door's still open. And, and we talked to Jalen last month and he said he was still talking to Alabama. Um, and you know, I, I think, you know, going forward, these guys are kind of the main guys in play. There's some other names we can touch on, uh, but we'll see how, you know, if there is camp season, which we're not even sure how that's going to look with, with the dead period being extended. But those are kind of the, those are two names I, I would touch on. And then, you know, it, we can keep talking about it more because there are some other guys the staff is talking to. What about some other areas of this class that maybe you're seeing some particular attention being given to? Um, has there, has there been a, a concentration on a particular area of the roster uh, is it, is it more just a approach of, uh, team wide personnel wide, best players out there? What are you seeing in that regard, Hank? Yeah, you know, it, I, I think, you know, team wide there, there, uh, we, we've seen several offers go out, 
um, you know, to all the different position groups. I, I, I think of the positions of need, um, you know, we've seen tight end offers go out as of late. Um, we've seen new wide receiver offers go out in the last few weeks. Um, you know, offensive line is important too in, in the 2021 cycle. So it, it's pretty, pretty much been even across the board. You can tell the staff has certainly taken this opportunity to, uh, you know, really kind of dive into film. We've seen guys get offered, you know, Nick Saban's watching film with, with, uh, with his staff over their online meetings and, you know, they're, they're extending offers. Usually we see the offers go out on Wednesday, the last few weeks. So that kind of seems to be the day that, that they're giving guys good news, um, um, after, after, you know, evaluating their tape. Um, so really, yeah, you know, I, th- I think, you know, wide receivers important, tight ends important, offensive lines important, but they've really kind of, um, you know, gone across the whole board in, in terms of, you know, the top talent available. What about four-star defensive back Terry and Arnold, uh, and, and, and where things sit? I know you recently updated that. In fact, you can find that update still very fresh at BamaOnline.com. Alabama making pretty good progress there. You would think with, with Arnold, Hank? Yeah, and I'll say I, I talked to uh, Taryn Arnold uh, about a week and a half ago. Uh, Steve Wolfong is actually – I want to give him credit for that update. I'm uh, talking to him um, this week. Um, but, no, I mean if you've been following Terry and Arnold's recruitment you know, since Bama offered, and, and I think they offered in November, they're one of the first schools in on him. He was, he was kind of relatively unknown going under the radar. Um, he had an incredible – uh, junior season. I don't have his stats pulled up right in front of me, but it, it, it was pretty nuts. You know, he, he plays defense, he plays offense, he kind of does it all. And he plays basketball. He has the full athletic profile that you kind of look for in, in, uh, in these guys. And so Bama, you know, the way they've gone after Terry and Arnold, um, out of Tallahassee has made it seem like he might be the top target on defense, the way they've kind of approached his recruitment. You know, we, when we caught up with him on Bama online, um, you know, he said he was talking to Saban, Pete Golding, Carl Scott, Charles Kelly, Sal Sinceri. He's talking to all the coaches. And, you know, when that's happening, you can kind of tell um, a guy's a pretty high priority. I think Bama has the advantage of the and, and the fact that they were one of the first schools to offer him. Uh, if, if they weren't his first, you know, one or two offers, I mean, they were they were the, one of the first five schools to offer. Um, he has a really close relationship with Charles Kelly. Um, who obviously was at Florida State, and he, he's familiar with him from his time there. Um, and Sal Sinceri, who does a great job recruiting in Florida as well. Um, so, you know, I, I know I know Steve Wiltfong crystal balled him to um, to Alabama earlier this week. You know, I, I think that's that's a pretty safe bet at this point. I, I think um, you know that that's the school in, in the driver's seat. He even told Steve that um, that was the school standing out. So we'll keep an eye on. I, I know Terrian wants to take visits. So, you know, these things can change, you know, once official visits start and, you know, the process draws on, but um, Bama seems to be in good shape there. You talked about still tight end, obviously being a major target for this Alabama staff for the 2021 cycle. Um, and I know you reported on here in the last day or so about a new offer at that position. You talked about Wednesday, sort of being that day in which the offers of late have gone out. And Landon King, what do we know about this guy in terms of his emerging status with Alabama? Yeah, emerging is a good way to put it. You know, he's getting offers from, you know, you, you look at his offer sheet, he's almost two dozen, you know, both in-states, the list goes on and on and on. Um, six, five, two frame. Um, certainly, you know, you turn on his tape. I was watching it earlier this week and, you know, he flashes and, and he certainly, um, you, you can see what, what coach, in him and you know i would anticipate he's going to continue to kind of move up move up the rankings as um as this process goes on but i, I caught up with him a little bit um earlier this week and you know he, he was elated to get that offer you know he said um 
he said he, uh, he was texting with Jeff Banks on, uh, I believe Wednesday night, maybe Tuesday night. Um, and Jeff Banks had told him to call him the next day. And so, you know, Landon King kind of had that idea that he was probably going to get an offer. You know, they, they asked, they, they told him to call him, uh, you know, figured that there'd probably be some good news coming. And he said he couldn't sleep all, all Tuesday night, just thinking about the fact that he might get an Alabama offer. Sure enough, it came, um, on Wednesday and, you know, as he said, he was just thrilled. Um, he's visited Bama once. He said he went out there, um, uh, or went, uh, went out to Tuscaloosa when uh, he was a freshman in high school. So he has a little bit of familiarity with kind of the layout of everything. And he's actually really close friends with, uh, Deontay Thompson too. He said he works out with him in Beaumont during the summer. So that's a guy in Bama's corner, um, in Landon King's ear. Um, so, you know, that, that can't ever hurt, you know, when, when, uh, when you have somebody pushing Bama on you, um, <laughs> all day. So we'll see what happens there, but, uh, yeah, new, a new tight end target, um, I, I definitely have a position to need. Uh, when it comes to Nate Oates and exploring his options, not limited to any one particular outlet, uh, looking at perhaps a grad transfer. Uh, we talked about this in the last week or so. I know you've had extensive coverage there. For us at BOL, Jordan Bruner out of Yale looking to make a move as a grad transfer. Saquon Singleton from the junior college ranks at Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. Uh, I guess Landers Nolly, a transfer from Virginia Tech. That's I see these guys and they come across my social media timeline. And I'm sure this is the case for you because you cover this stuff, Hank. And it seems like just about every one of them at this yeah. point have interest in Alabama. Yeah, you know, I think they're like the recruiting philosophy right now <laughs> seems to be just going for it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. they land Josh Primo uh, last Friday, um, huge pickup to join Keon Ambrose um, in the class already that's already signed. Um, obviously, you know, we see we see uh, Kyra Lewis, John Petty, and, and Herb Jones all testing the draft water. So, you know, they're just recruiting like they have these spots open, um, and, and you know, it, it kind of you know, it, it, we're, I feel like we're at the point where in late December or February when we're talking about Bama. And the numbers and how, how is this all going to work? But, you know, I, it's going to work, I guess, somehow, you know, if these guys start committing. But, uh, no, um, but yeah, you know, the, um, I think one of, of note earlier this week that announced he was, um, he announced a commitment date was Saquon Singleton, the junior college guard out of, um, out of Hutchinson in Kansas. And he's kind of an interesting one just because, you know, he, he's, uh, he's close to James Rojas, who Bama, who was part of, um, uh, NATO's first signing class when he got to Tuscaloosa last spring. Um, and, you know, all these guys are coming. Yeah, up we're hearing about virtual visits during this yeah. pandemic. Any idea what that could consist of? Um, any particulars? Or are we still kind of in the discovery stage when it comes uh, to that, yeah. like so many other things? Yeah, kind of still in the discovery stage. I mean, obviously, like I, I would I would imagine it's a little bit more advanced than somebody just walking through like with FaceTime <laughs> facing the other way. Maybe it is that. I don't Here's know. Here's the gym. <laughs> Here's where you'll yeah. eat. <laughs> here's denny chimes this is right, the quad right. oh look drive around in a golf cart you know with a, so yeah yeah oh, maybe gosh. they're doing maybe they're doing kind of pre-recorded videos and then you know able to kind of put that on the same screen when you're live with a coach talking to them so they can kind of i don't know i'm just kind of thinking out loud but um i would assume it's pretty it's pretty technically advanced oh, yeah. with what they're mm-hmm. doing with the staffs <laughs> they have now in those areas like you know Hank, they've got people that can do that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, you're seeing it with Alabama football, trying to make the most of the situation by counting down the first round picks throughout the yep. years leading up to the uh, 2020 NFL draft. Not leaving that uh, not leaving that out, are they? 
No, definitely not. You know, we, we actually saw earlier this week, Bama, that they're, they're taking full advantage of uh, their, their draft prowess uh, with their, their 45 first and second round picks under Saban since 2009. Yeah. They sent out a new graphic that shows 45 above, above the next closest, which is Ohio State at 30. Um, and so they're sending those to their top targets. And, you know, that, that gets guys' attention. You know, that's, that's a smart play, especially, you know, you got to take advantage of this period of time, especially when all you really have is just social media, FaceTiming and all this, things like that, reminding guys that, you know, what Bama's done as far as putting guys in the NFL, that, that sticks out to kids for sure. Virtual flexing. It's all the rage. <laughs> yes, virtual in flexing. A, er, early April of 2020. Surreal times, no doubt yeah. about it. Good times with Hank South always here on Daybreak. Hank, we appreciate it, my friend. Anytime. Thanks, Travis. Hank South does an outstanding job for us there at BamaOnline.com. You can also follow him on Twitter if you haven't already, at HankSouth247. That's going to do it for a Friday edition of Daybreak. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you again next week. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.